0: Welcome to today's podcast from Destiny Wakefield. We pray that this will bless you in your life and in your world. We're going to head over very shortly to hearing a word from Pastor Daniel Martin. We just want to say that if you ever want to come and visit us, uh, we would love to welcome you at one of our services at 9.15 and 11am every single Sunday. Just search WF1 AF and that will bring you straight to us here at parklands manor so let's head over now and listen to what pastor daniel has to say
1: good morning everybody can you hear me yeah. are we on happy days i hope you're all really well this morning are you feeling good oh wow maybe not okay oh dear are we feeling all right isn't it good to be together Isn't it good? It's been really good to be together and worship together. I hope you're enjoying, by the way, having some coffee and some tea and some hot chocolate before our service, before both of our services. If you didn't know, if you've been missing out, half an hour. Before each of our both of our services we've got time for fellowship for for drinks and don't miss out on that because that's such an important part of church and it's so good to be here and to be able to do that again isn't it after two years of not having anything like that it's so it's so refreshing it's so refreshing it's so good to be here but why why are we here Why are you here? Why am I here? It's not a rhetorical question. I was really hoping someone was going to tell me (laughs) before I stood up on the stage today, but they haven't, but that's okay. (laughs) It sounds like a silly question, doesn't it? What's the point of church? That's my title. And you know, I couldn't really put it any other way, what I wanted to say today, and it's not going to get any more complicated than that. Is that all right? You all handled that this morning? (laughs) Um, it sounds like such a silly question but you know sometimes sometimes I think maybe we forget or maybe we don't forget the whole point of church but maybe sometimes we're maybe forgetting some parts of church or maybe we've just been somebody who's never really known the full picture of what church can be I don't know if I'm speaking to anybody here this morning I want to remind us, because I believe that God's going to speak to us today about this. and He's certainly spoken to me about this in this message already. Because you see, this thing called church, it's not something that we just attend, is it? I believe that when we understand church and its original purposes and everything that it can be, we actually understand God's plan for our world We actually understand him more and more, and we understand his heart. When we understand church, and we operate in that effectively to the most it can be, we find ourselves in the middle of God's will for our life, and actually in the middle of God's will for all of humanity As well. When church stops being a one hour kind of inconvenience on a Sunday morning and instead becomes everything that it's intended to be, we're going to enter into a new world of possibilities. We're going to enter into something that's exciting, something that's growing, something that's full of passion, blessing, and joy. And you know something this morning? I can't oversell church to you because it's God's idea. I can't oversell it to you this morning because it's God's idea. It's not my idea. It's not your pastor's idea wherever you are. It's not Apostle Ian's idea even. It's God's idea. It's his plan for our world. And you know, if your image of church doesn't quite fit with some of that in your own Mind today, well, I'm here to give this message because I believe it's going to stir something up for us. Maybe it's going to excite us again. Maybe it's going to help us learn something about all that church can be. How are we going to answer this question then? What's the point of church? Well, we need to go to the Bible, don't we? I think that's a good idea, a good place to start. We're going to go to Matthew 16, 13 to 18. Because what I want to do is find the first time that the word church, as we know it, was used in the New Testament. And Jesus is speaking. Matthew 16, 13. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, He asked his disciples, who do people say the son of man is? Or in other words, who do people say that I am? And they replied, some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, others say Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But he said, what about you? Who do you say I am? And Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. We're going to take a pause really quickly. That's an important moment right there. That's a big deal that we can't miss here. Here's that confession, okay? Somebody has said out loud that they believe that Jesus is the son of the living God. That's a big moment. Let's not miss that. Jesus replied to him, "Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh or blood, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are and I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock we're going to take a pause Jesus just changed his name from Simon to Peter on this rock. There's a couple of different options going on here and there's lots of arguments that sometimes happen. Is Jesus talking about Peter being the rock or that thing that Peter has just said? And I think it could probably be both, maybe. Play it safe, it might be both. Because actually on the rock of Peter, he was a pioneer of the church, wasn't he? But actually the confession that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God is also the bedrock of our faith and this thing we call church as well, isn't it? On this rock, I will build Pastor Daniel's church. No? no, no, no. No? No. Hang on, let me get my glasses on. Hang on a minute, there we go. That's my mum's favourite thing to do whenever she needs to read something. And on this rock, I will build... My church. And the gates of hell will not overcome it. Jesus is going to build his church. Do you know there's something really important about ownership. It's not mine or anybody else's. It's his. We belong to it. Ephesians 1.22. God placed all things under his feet. Appointed him to be head over everything for this thing called church. Which is his body. The fullness of him who fills everything In every way. Now to get a full picture of what Jesus is saying here, we need to know what he is the head of, don't we? Yes, it's his, but what is it? What is the point of it? It's the first time that this word is used in the New Testament. This word church or ecclesia, literally meaning a called out community. One scholar I read put it like this. It's an assembly of people who are defined by a distinct purpose. Jesus is saying, I'm going to build my community. I am going to build a people that are called out for a purpose. Why are we taking this word back to its origins today? We're taking it there because I think there we find its true intended purpose. We're starting to see a bit of a bigger picture here now, aren't we? One hour on a Sunday morning. No, actually, this is Jesus' church. He's the head. We're a called out community for the distinct purpose of glorifying God. It doesn't have racial or language barriers. It doesn't have any cultural boundaries or political roots. It's not a corporation or a social club. It's a called out community with a purpose. With Christ at its head and its Builder. This morning we're going to look at three quick things. Three M's. I love M and M's, but we've got M and M and M's this morning. Is that okay? M and M and M's. Ministry. I'm going to explain what all these mean. Don't worry. Ministry. Manifestation. That's a big word, isn't it? And mission. And maybe there's a secret fourth M in there as well somewhere. Here's the first one. Then, are you ready? You're still with me. Ministry. What does that mean? Well, for our first part of what is the point of church, church is a place to serve and to be served. Ministry. It's the place where ministry takes place, and this happens in a couple of ways. Firstly, Jesus has given the church, the Bible says, some specific ministries or acts of service to help build us up, just like he said he would in our verse in Matthew. Let's go to Ephesians 4, 11. So Christ gave himself the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body, which is the church, Of Christ may be built up. Not every local church, by the way, not every local community of Christians will have all of these things in their community, but Christ gave them to the global church, the global community of believers. Because you see, if we're looking at what the true biblical essence of church is, one of the parts is that we're here to be taught to be ministered to to be discipled where we're going to be looked after by apostles and pastors it's where the ministry of evangelism takes place which is something we're going to come back to with our third m in a minute it's up to us though to make sure we're making every use of that doesn't it acts 242 says they devoted themselves they devoted themselves to the apostles Teaching Now, this verse is really descriptive. It tells us what the early churches did. They devoted themselves. But I also think that it's prescriptive as well, isn't it? We need to make sure that we're ready, as God's church, ready and open to the preaching and teaching coming out of our community, don't we? To love it, to expect to get something from it every time we turn up and hear it. It's the Word of God and the teaching of the Word of God that gives a church its good roots and its good foundations. It gives it its stability and its nourishment. Which, by the way, is the exact reason why our Apostle Ian has made one of his three main words word of his word, worship, and witness. Because that is a fundamental thing. Word of God. You might find some similarities with my m's this morning and the w's maybe that we look at in church we're supposed to have and be open to the teaching but we're also supposed to do something else here's how else we serve and be served we also are supposed to be a community that ministers to one another aren't we that's the point of church 1 Thessalonians 11, Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, just as in fact you are doing. Now we ask you, brothers and sisters, to acknowledge those who work hard among you, who care for you in the Lord and admonish you. Hold them in the highest regard in love because of their work. Live in peace with each other. And we urge you, brothers and sisters, warn those who are idle and disruptive, encourage the disheartened, help the weak, be patient with everyone, make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always strive to do what is good for each other and everyone else. That's the point of church. Hebrews 10:24. let's consider how we may spur one another on. Towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more, as you see, the day approaching. Christ's church, Christ's community, is a community like no other, isn't it? For it to function as it should, for us to not miss the whole point of church, we need to remember that we are here to serve and be served. That's ministry. We're here to encourage one another, building each other up. No one should feel alone in this community. No one should feel on the outside. That's not God's purpose. That's not God's plan for church. I'm so grateful for this community. Me personally. For how many times have I been built up. I've been here for 12 years in this community. Maybe you've been here longer than that. I'm not looking at anybody in particular who's been here a lot longer than that. Maybe you've been here a lot less than that. And my prayer for you is that you can say the same thing. You've been built up. You've been encouraged, just like the Bible is telling us. You've been encouraged in this community. That's my prayer. And you know, by the way, I've got to turn that finger around on me as well. Who have I built up? Who have I encouraged with my words? Or who have I knocked down? Not with my car, but with my words. It's an interesting question, isn't it? Because that's the purpose of church. I hope we're making the full use of the ministry, the serving, the teaching that's coming from this place, from this community. I hope you're soaking it up because this is a place where we're supposed to serve and be served. Here's my next M manifestation. That's a big word, isn't it? But actually, what does it mean? It means the presence of God. My goal this morning was actually to help remind us that church isn't just a one-hour service and not a one-hour time when we come together. It's not just that, but let me tell you, there is something powerful in that. That is such a key part, a massive part of what the point of church is which was why lockdown was so difficult, wasn't it? (laughs) How do we do that when we can't meet each other? It's really difficult, isn't it? Physically gathering together to come and worship maybe does more than what you can imagine. When we come together and meet one another, when we lift him up with our worship, the Bible says God inhabits our praise. He inhabits the praises of his people. Now, what I don't want to do is get all spooky with you today. That's not my plan. But what I do want to do is speak some truth. Because where two or three are gathered, what does Matthew say? Where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am with them. When we gather, not as a club, but as a community with a purpose, with the bedrock of our faith in Jesus Christ, He is here. He is here. And Lord, we want to thank you for your presence today. We want to thank you that you are here with your people. And Lord, we want to say today that we are here in your name. We are here for you, Lord. We really are. And we want to thank you for your presence this morning. God's going to be with you, you know, when you go to work tomorrow. When you get in the car on your own, God's going to be with you. Don't get me wrong, don't hear what I'm not saying, but when we gather, something else happens. So when I was 16, I lived in Edinburgh, and uh, I would often go into Edinburgh on the train, uh, and I got talking to an an old guy one day, It, it was the last train, and it turned out he was the brother of somebody who was part of my church. And this guy, it transpired, had given up on church because he'd been and he traveled and he said, I just cannot find a perfect church. And so do you know what? I'm going to be a Christian, but I'm not going to bother with this thing called church because that's all right. And even as a 16-year-old, I knew there wasn't something quite right about that. Where is a perfect church? Where is a perfect community? He was missing something key. It's in our gathering. It's in our corporate worship. It's in the meeting together. There's your fourth M, isn't it? That we actually fulfill God's plan for his world. Christ isn't building his separate, isolated people, is he? He's building his church, he's building his community. Why? Because when we gather, God is here. That's manifestation. How many times have I been in this building in worship and not wanted worship to to finish? There's nothing sticky on the carpet that makes me not want to move. It's the presence of God. Because I know that when I walk out of this building and we're no longer together, it's not quite the same. Because there's something powerful In gathering together. When we all agree in unison and sing together, Lord, you're worthy of our praise. Hallelujah. That's the world as it is intended to be. Yes, you can sing songs around the house like I do and worship with your own life and with every decision you make and with your everyday life, but church is the plan. Church is the taste of heaven. We sing a song This is what living looks like. This is what freedom feels like. This is what heaven sounds like. People together in the presence of God singing praises to the King of Kings. That's the point of church. We're going to be with him. But one of the things that we can't miss, one of the things that that always makes me want to jump into worship is the fact that he's already here with us. My everlasting forevermore praise starts now because he's here with us. My 10,000 years and then forevermore praise starts now, starts today. And in his presence we're blessed, in his presence we're restored, we're refreshed. Psalm 1611, you make known to me the paths of life and you will fill me with joy in your presence. With eternal pleasures at your right hand, this is the place for you to be strengthened. This is the place for you to be renewed by his presence. Am I selling church to you yet? Because you know it's just that place we go to on a Sunday morning. Am I selling it to you yet? (laughs) Ministry, manifestation, mission. Acts 2.46 Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and they ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. What's the point of church? It's to grow. And do you know something? That's God's plan and it's never changed actually. We often think of the Great Commission at the end of Matthew when he tells us to go and make disciples. That's the first ever time he's ever said that to us. But God's plan has never changed. Read all the way through the Old Testament. What is God's plan? Go and tell the world about me. You can read it. Go and tell the world about me. His plan has never changed. It's our community that is designed to grow. Charles Swindle, the scholar, says this A contagious church has a number of individuals living out clear biblical principles with the result that people pause in the midst of their busy lives. What did Jesus say to his disciples? John three thirteen thirty five By this everyone will know that you are my disciples. If you love one another, if you do what I've instructed you to do, if you live like the community that I've called you to live like, people are going to stop and look and say, what is going on with those crazy people over at Destiny? I need to be part of that over there. There's a challenge there for us, isn't there? Of course, Matthew 28, the Great Commission, therefore... Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you, and surely I am with you to the very end of the age. We're called to tell the world about this good news. That's the point of church. And a good place to start is to look like the church that Christ wants us to be. Last week, Apostle Liam preached what it means to be born again. We believe absolutely in the preaching of the good news, the preaching that Jesus died for us and we are saved because of it. We believe in that. But we also believe in being the community that God has called us to be, and that being our story as well. We're called to be a beacon and an example to the world. There's three big M's. What's the point of church? Ministry, serving and being served, manifestation, the presence of God and worship and mission, our witness to the world. And so we're left with some questions for ourselves, aren't we? What can we do with with all that we've looked at today? Well, maybe you're somebody this morning who really understands. I understand the importance of learning and hearing the word of God. I absolutely get that. But maybe fellowship, maybe worship is something that you need to focus on as well. Maybe it's time for you to put more focus on those things. Maybe it's time to put more focus on the joining together, the community aspect of church. Maybe it's time to you to, for you to think about worship again and being in the presence of God on a Sunday morning. Or we can ask this from a few different ways, can't we? We can say, maybe fellowship is why you're here today. Maybe for you the point of church is fellowship and maybe you haven't really devoted yourselves to the word of God or the worship of God. Maybe today that's something that you need to think about. Maybe there's a challenge in there for you to live in the fullness of everything that church is supposed to be for me and you. Or maybe you're someone who loves church because you come here and you can sit in the presence of God and you kind of get your God fix for the week, but actually you haven't devoted yourself to the teaching or the fellowship. Don't miss parts of church. Or you can say any combination of the above. If we just had teaching without fellowship, without worship and mission, we would be a school, wouldn't we? If we had the awesome presence of God, without the rest, we miss the purpose that he has for his church. If we have mission on its own, then we stop being disciples. And that's not the plan. That's not the point of church. This morning, all I wanted to do was come and spread some excitement and some passion and joy for all that church can be. Come on. Don't let it drift for you into something else. Don't let it become something that's not its whole anymore. Because when we understand it, when we get it, when we we live within how it's supposed to be, we come into a new way of living and we can go further, faster, I believe. We're going to see disciples of Jesus made, experience the presence of God. We're going to grow and we're going to learn and we're going to have community around us that will forever build each other up. Let's get excited about church. This week, I want you to think and pray on all these things. Lord, help us live in the fullness of what church is supposed to be. Let's not congregate. Let's connect. Remember that if you ever find a perfect church, don't go to it. Because you're going to ruin it. (laughs) Amen. Come on. Will you pray with me this morning? Come on. Lord God, we want to thank you for today. And we want to thank you for this thing called church. And Lord, we pray as we are continually discipled, as we walk this journey with you, Lord, I pray you will help it never to become anything less than what you have planned for it to be. Lord God, let us live in the ministry that you've given. Let us live with community and in your presence and in worship, Lord. And let us reach those who are not yet here in this building with us. God, I pray you will be blessed and you will be glorified in our church, in our community. Help it always be everything you intended it to be. Lead us in wisdom with it, Lord. Lead us in passion and enthusiasm for it. In Jesus' name,
0: amen. Thank you so much for joining with us today. That was a great message. Thank you, Pastor Daniel. You know, if that has blessed you, please do send us an email at info@destinychurch.co.uk. It would be great to hear from you. And remember, you can come and visit us as well. At Destiny in Wakefield in the UK will be sure of a warm welcome. See you really soon on the next podcast.